0: As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills.
1: The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is.
0: Learn more at meta.com slash impact.
1: All right, I'm going to keep this simple.
0: Welcome back to Straight Up with Stassi. I'm Stassi Schroeder-Clark. Let's do this. Welcome to the podcast, you guys. I have someone here who I admire so, so much. I have Catherine Powers here. And I just need to say that every time I talk about you to other people, we always talk about how everything you touch turns to gold. Like you're one of those people that people say that about. You know what I mean? That's very kind. Like you have created businesses. You, like, you co-founded Who, what, where, which I started following when I was in like my early 20s. I feel like during college I was following it and going to the website www.who, what, where, just like on my computer before I had an iPhone. That's incredible. You also co-founded Aveline Wine Mm -hmm. with Cameron Diaz. Holy shit. You are CEO of two companies that I know of only. That's Versed Skincare and Merit Beauty what the fuck how do you have all the time and like how do you just have ideas and then make them happen and then on top of that they're successful like catherine i don't think you understand that
1: for like (laughs) most people that shit doesn't really happen you know what i mean well thank you very much i appreciate that um because it's you know i've been working for a long time um I started my first company back in 2006, which was who, what, where,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: yep. you know it's the that. Year was, I graduated
0: high school. Yeah, there you go.
1: <laughs> that was essentially my business school. You know, we I ran that company for 15 years. I was a, a shareholder for about 16 before we sold it, and um, we we bootstrapped it. You know, it was the beginning of the internet, and we wanted to bring the magazine sensibilities that we had been working on in, in print to the internet. And um, it was really the Wild West at that time with, you know, digital and understanding mm-hmm. how to monetize businesses on the, online. And so that truly taught me, you know, everything about building a business over that time. And um, m- my businesses have all... Launched at different times and and um, are in different life stages, so that helps kind of pacing it out. Um, But Catherine, I don't think you're giving yourself enough credit right now. Just like a lot
0: of people have ideas for things, and I'm I'm including myself. You know, I have ideas for things, but a lot of stuff gets in the way of make of bringing those ideas to life. Whether it's a lack of confidence or just feeling like yeah, I have this idea, but like, would people really like it? Or like, when is this? Yeah. Like, I'm kind of embarrassed to say something about it. I'm afraid of failure, you know, that wh- whole thing. Or like, maybe you don't have the resources to make, to bring this idea to life. Yeah. So for you to do this
1: multiple times,
0: teach us.
1: Well, I guess, <laughs> like I guess, I guess what I'm saying is once you've done it once yeah. and you've done it for a while, it's much easier to do it, you know, again, again and again and again. But, you know, for example, Avaline, that was a totally different industry than I was used to. I, um, you know, built a career in fashion and in digital content and ultimately fashion products as well, then got into beauty. So I was always in that world and Um, when Cameron and I had the idea to create Avaline, you know, it was a totally new set of, you know, obstacles, right? And, and we, it was a business we didn't understand. Like I know how to put together a business from a corporate perspective. I know the building blocks of, you know, creating a brand, Mm -hmm. but the alcohol business is like learning a foreign language, you know, with all of the rules and regulations and, licenses you need and things totally. you can and cannot do. And, you know, Cameron and I don't like to hear no, no. So we're always trying to find a way. But I think, you know, I was not born with that thing in my head that said, you know, you should care about what other people think, basically. I, right. I, I just don't, I didn't have a lot of fear. I, I didn't have a lot of fear of failure. And so I think sometimes by putting yourself out there, you know, you just kind of have to nudge yourself forward every day a little bit. And that's what we did with Who What Wear. And that's what we did with with Avaline. It's like every day taking a couple of steps forward.
0: How did, do you, ha- do you have like moments with each of the businesses that you've created where you're like, oh, wow, I look back on, on the exact moment that this idea was like, yes. was born. Like, were you sitting, like for
1: Avaline, were you like, Sitting in someone's I house, was sitting or... on a plane, actually. OK, wait, can I hear how yeah. this happened? <laughs> I was sitting on a plane. I was flying to Barcelona to speak at a conference, and I had just spent the weekend with Cameron, and, you know she was trying to figure out at the time, you know, what was she going to do next? She had taken time off from acting. you know, was she going to go back? Was yeah. she going to, you know, did she want to create some sort of a business? And um, I had been spending all my time with this millennial consumer who was so focused on, you know, making all of the things in their lives better for them, right? And I thought, first, I just thought of it as an idea for Cameron. I was literally about to take off. I was drinking a, a glass of champagne and I was thinking, I wonder, and I have the text conversation and I sent her this message and I said, hey, would you ever make, you know, a wine brand or an alcohol or whatever it was? Because I thought, You know, her characters are synonymous with, Uh you know, um, the holiday, you know, the
0: wine. Yeah. Like the social aspect. She's She's a girly girl. Yeah. A girl's girl. No, Um, all of her characters are someone that I fully relate to and are a part of of who I am. Yeah. Like as a millennial woman like Cameron Diaz. Is it? Yeah. So, like, yes, like she's a person I want to hang out with. She's a person I want to gossip with. Like, yeah. I want to tell all my problems to Cameron Diaz and I want Cameron Diaz to give me the wine that I'm drinking. Like, yeah. I will take her recommendation.
1: So, yeah. like, yes. So, I mean, so that's what it was. It just seemed like a very organic, no pun intended, you know, extension of her brand. And yeah. then she is so deep into wellness. You know, she's written two books on the body that are essentially science books and, um, you know, I was so fascinated by, you know, what is clean in this category? What does that mean? So I, I really suggested it to her as an idea. But as we started talking about it, I was like, wait, I, this is like too good. We have to, I have to do this with you. Yeah. So we did. And, you know, I never set out to to start an alcohol brand, but it's, it's just all of my business has have solved a, a problem or filled a need that I had personally. And Avaline was no exception to that.
0: Okay. I think that that is very interesting. So what, because when you say something like that, um, that everything that you've set out to create is fulfilling a personal need that you had is, so you wanted to create a wine
1: that like you felt you needed a clean, organic. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about it one day and we said, God, you know, it's so weird. We feel like we can't really drink wine anymore, you know, um, we just don't, you know, feel that great when we drink more than one glass. And I wonder why that is. And I wonder what's in it. Is Is it just grapes? And are those grapes organic? And we just started asking ourselves those questions. And then we thought, I wonder if there's a way to make wine better for us. Because we really want to drink it, right? Yeah. But we want to feel good about, you know, that choice. So once we started learning about the winemaking process and all of the additives that can go into wine, throughout the process without any disclosure we learned that you know there there was a way to make wine without those things that would ultimately make you feel better about the choice you were making
0: so like that really is true because when i've had oveline i haven't been hungover and let me tell you at that the holiday thing that you guys threw I, yes. I just have to explain. This was like one of the best, like Wasn't it great? of my like 2022. Like Katie Maloney had asked me, she's like, Hey, I got invited to this uh screening of the holiday with Aveline Wine. Would you want to come? And I'm like, Yes. That actually sounds like exactly what I need right now. Like, yeah. I don't like going out. I don't like raging. Like, I'm tired. I have to wake up early. Yeah. So, like, to go and drink wine in a movie theater and watch the holiday, I'm like. Yes, and we drank a lot, and they gave you, like, different options. So, like, right. it wasn't just, like, one. It yes. started off with, I think, a Prosecco. Then we had white wine. Then we had red wine. I might have went back to a white. So I did all the mixing, and I woke up the next morning, like, perfect. Great. Fine. I don't get hungover with Avaline. Like, it just doesn't happen. So, like, it really is true. Organic grapes and just additives, like, that
1: makes you hungover? You know... It's a lot of things. There, there are seventy three ingredients that can be added throughout the winemaking process, um, and wine is one of the only consumables where you have no nutrition facts, you have no ingredient list. I thought you were going to say that no nutritional like value, and I'm like, I guess you're right, but like, let's not talk yeah. about that. <laughs> I mean, co- common additives are you know sweeteners, um, you know color concentrates. So, um, you know, we really wanted to kind of just strip wine back, and and quite honestly, wine has has been made this way in Europe for generations. This is not we didn't invent a new way to make wine. We are just um putting, you know, the sort of guardrails around it for our brand and working with winemakers that make wine that way. That makes the most amount of sense because don't you hear people wonder all
0: the time, why is it that when I go to Europe I'm never hung over? Yeah, cuz they're making that shit the right way. Yeah, a lot over of the there. a
1: lot of the land there is organic even if they're not you know, certified organic technically, they usually are farming that way, um, you know, across Spain and Italy and France and not everybody, but, you know, we've, we've sought out um, really the best winemaking partners in every, you know, sort of taste profile that we want to create the wines that we bring to market. I mean, that's incredible. And
0: congratulations. Thank you. And like, just
1: like all the work
0: that you guys have put into it, all the research, all like the testing and stuff like that. Thank you for taking it so
1: seriously so that the rest of us can wake up early and feel great. It's been so fun. I'm (laughs) not going to lie. It's a really, you know, that's been a a highlight of the last few years for me um, has been being able to bring Avaline to life because it's something that everybody can enjoy. I mean, everybody over 21 who drinks, right? But, you know, beauty and fashion can feel a little exclusive at times Mm -hmm. and Um, wine is something that, you know, you can enjoy with your mom, your grandma, your dad, you know, whoever it is. All
0: the feelings surrounding wine are the feelings I want to feel. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes with fashion, I don't get the best feelings. Wine, only the most glorious feelings. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So out of all the businesses that you've created, do you feel like you have one that is is your favorite baby
1: your favorite child that would be really tough um because they're all my babies that I feel like I carefully birthed I mean but you know everybody
0: says when you have multiple children you have a favorite you have one that you know you know it's fine on its own it runs itself
1: he he takes care of himself (laughs) I mean I think um I, I wouldn't say it's my favorite but it's my most personal is probably merit Mm-hmm. Um, because Merit truly that's my color cosmetics brand. It was created for me after understanding that there were so many other people like me. Um, when I got pregnant with my son, this was, you know, six years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, this was before verse. This was, you know, uh I was still in who what where and um I was I was uh pregnant and I went to use my normal lip products. So you know, I had been using all the prestige and luxury brands that my mom introduced me to. I never really was the first to to run to the clean, non toxic products, right? Because right. I didn't understand what it meant Seems. yet. And I guess that's exactly where I'm at right now. Yeah, yes. And and I wanted the products to work, and I wanted like beautiful, nuanced colors. And um, but it but when I went to use my normal lip products when I was pregnant, I became nauseous instantly, and. I didn't understand why they didn't, they were, they could be scented. They could be unscented. I mean, these were things I wore every single day for a decade. Um, And so somebody had sent me as a submission, you know, at Who, What, Wear, this um, assortment of organic tinted lip balms. And I remember I was going into a meeting and I put on one of the lip balms and I, I go into the meeting, I'm sitting in the meeting halfway through. I'm like, that's so weird. I don't feel nauseous right now. And so I went out and I walked over to one of our beauty editors and I said, okay, so what's, this is what's happening. What's the deal with clean? Like, why is it that I feel this way? What, why is it hard to make these products in beautiful colors? You know, and then that kind of just set me out on a journey um, to, to find cleaner products. But as I started to shop cleaner beauty products, I didn't connect emotionally to any of the brands in the way that I had with, you know, when you walk out of the department store with like a new Chanel lip gloss or something you feel like totally you
0: feel like you have something feeling.
1: special it, it's like yes it's a, I, it's I know thing. the feeling that. Yeah. You, and
0: that is again so interesting and that is like just a genius business woman's way of thinking that you just said that that you didn't get any of the feeling that you got when you were looking yes. at um, other clean beauty products and I feel the same exact way okay I feel exactly the same way and I don't know if it's just the the lack of of luxury that's in it. You yes. want to feel like this is a treat. This is special. And with your packaging,
1: you may, you nailed it. Yeah. You, well, thank you. I mean, I, th- I think I wanted to pick up where the legacy brands had left off with, you know, uh, cleaner ingredients and also just a more modern approach to what we think is luxury today. Totally. You know, so Merit is luxury in positioning, in experience, but it's priced about 30% below traditional kind of old-school luxury brands. And it's, it's, you know, we launched in the very beginning of 2021. And, you know, Merit is all based around this idea of minimalist beauty. Because the other thing I found when I was searching for products, uh, I really just wanted to look like myself. Yeah. But a little better, right? I wanted to look like I had great skin. I, you know, I was in conference room lighting every day, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't putting on makeup to go out at night. And I felt like everything was sort of bronzed and baked and, you know, so we launched Merit. It's, it's, you know, all based around minimalist beauty. And we launched at a time where we were all just coming out of a stay at home order. You know, we had gotten (laughs) used to our natural hair texture, our bare nails, like no eyelash extension, like Mm -hmm. everything was gone. Right. And so, I think to re-enter the world with a really comfortable, easy, beautiful brand like Merit has really resonated with with the consumer, and I'm so proud of that because I'm so close to the product development of that brand mm-hmm. um, that it it does feel very personal to me.
0: That's amazing, and I have to just tell my listeners this too because you or someone from your team had sent me like a a little gift thing of it with a bunch of different products. And, and I don't like posting things on my Instagram unless I've, I've tried it and I like yes. it, which puts me in an uncomfortable situation sometimes because when people send me shit or do something for me and then I don't post it, I'm like, well, that's because I didn't like it. And like, I can't just yeah. post because you said it was a gift. I can't do that. Yeah. So I was at first scared that like, what if I don't like it? And like, but I love, <laughs> I love you. So I'm like, what if I don't like it? So I'm like, I'm gonna have to spend, I, I'm gonna spend a day trying this and when i tried it and did my face yeah i was so impressed that it became it's become now when i don't have to film something because right now i have like if you scrapped like scraped my face i like caked on this is like an inch thick of makeup but when i'm not filming something when i'm just doing normal day-to-day things i use merit now because It even covers my psoriasis and doesn't, it doesn't make it feel weird. I don't get broken out from it. Like I will be broken out tomorrow Mm. because of this. Yeah. But with merit, I, I don't. And like, I'm so impressed by it because I, I'm going to be honest, I would never have chosen to go and be like, let me try this clean thing. I wouldn't have chosen to do that. Yeah. So I feel like more people need to know about this
1: because it's fantastic. And it also does feel like a luxury. Yes. Like it does. I'm glad that you feel that way. I mean, we, you know, we're, we sell in Sephora and, you know, how as- does that even happen? It only came out like a year ago. Well, we, we've pre-planned it with them before it came out. What? How do you just get your shit in everywhere? Like you got versed in Target. Well, just from having long-term relationships with the, with, the, from having my first business, it, you know, that, I need to start that- networking better. It's just, I need it's, to start that's networking what it is. in general. <laughs> run a, you know, run a, a beauty and fashion company for 15 years and you'll, you know, you'll end up with knowing some people. So that's really how it happened. But, you know, in Sephora, I've said to them, like, don't put us in the clean section. Like, put me next to Lancome. Put yeah. me next to Dior because it happens to be clean. But, you know, I think everything should be clean at this point. It's sort of just table stakes. Right. It's more about, The more you know, I hear you talk, the more I totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> So, so yeah, I'm glad you feel that way. Um, but it's, I hear that all the time, like psoriasis, melasma, it it works really, really well. Um, and it covers.
0: If, yeah. Like it really does. And and it's, it's up to you on how much you want to put. It's, it's, it's just one of those things that if you want to just put a little, you yes. can. And it doesn't look weird. Like you have some spots yes. everywhere. If you want to do your face, you can. There was a day that I did have to go do something like, meet people or whatever. I'm like, I'm wearing Merit today. And you were like, it looks
1: like you have a full face on. Wow. And I'm like, no, it's Merit. Yeah, you can dial it up or dial it down. I mean, the point is, you know, we have this uh, complexion stick. It's called The Minimalist. And that was inspired by me using a concealer, basically, to just cover the areas where I know I need coverage. And then I want to let as much of my natural skin texture show as possible. Yeah. Um, because that's how you look like you're wearing no makeup, but you have great skin, Right. right. Because... We don't need foundation all over our skin. I right? do right now. We just need it. In certain <laughs> places. Although today, because we have these cameras here, I did put the complexion stick like pretty much all over my face. So you can really dial it up or dial it down. No, I love it. And
0: job well done. And it's incredible. Thank like, you. What goes into let's OK. So you're CEO of two businesses, yes. co-founder of two. What, am I leaving out any?
1: Well, co-founder of four, four. Oh yeah, because you found and Yes, yeah, so and technically still, you're, yeah. yeah. So, but four
0: businesses going
1: on right yes. now.
0: What's your day look like when you got four? You got people emailing you about four different yeah. businesses and a CEO. I would imagine like. You're making lots of decisions.
1: Yeah, it's, um, you know, I'm very lucky because I have very talented executive teams. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's also an advantage of starting a second and third and fourth business is you're able to bring better talent along, the, you know, along with you. So I have very talented teams and I just switch gears all day long. So, um, you know, I could be spending an hour figuring out what is the perfect shade of red for this new lipstick. And then I go straight into, you know, investor calls and sort of like figuring out the financial narrative of the next three years of our, you know what I mean? So oh, it's like, wow, it's, God, that's but I daunting. like that. You do? Yeah, I do. In
0: order to, you know, run a business well, do you have to know about that sort of thing?
1: Can you just be an idea creative person? Yeah, you can be that's more of a founder like okay. you know what I mean so that absolutely and I think, you know, visionary founders are more rare than executives if that makes sense. I think okay. so so you really have to, you know, pair yourself um with, you know, the right person or team or whatever to, you know, to manage that business and build it in the right way, but I mean both are so valuable. It's, oh, of course, you know,
0: because you can't. You can have an idea, but if you don't have, have, know anything about making it happen, if you don't know anything, God,
1: if you ask me questions about financy stuff, oh no, yeah, no. But no, I no. didn't know when I started. You know, that was just a muscle I developed over time, and I realized like I kind of like this, so I, you know, just spent a lot more time with it, and and now it just is sort of. I think actually, it's kind of creative, like. Uh, finances are kind of creative because you have to figure out how to get from point A to point B with what you have. And so, you know, you have to be really creative and resourceful and you have to think about, you know, what is the story I'm telling right. with our finances? If you want to raise money or if you want to, you know, uh, sell the business eventually, um, there is a creative aspect to it. It's sort of the strategic creative part. You know, I
0: love that you're making boring things fun it's <laughs> <laughs> a really positive way of looking at finances yeah well <laughs> <laughs> well do you have any advice for somebody who feels like i have an idea but i don't know how to make it yes. happen
1: yeah i mean this is um you know what cameron and i did literally with Aveline. it's like we want to start a wine brand we have no idea we have no. we don't know anybody in this industry right mm-hmm. so we literally just started talking about the idea okay I'm a big believer like when you have a business idea to talk about it I don't yeah. I don't think it's like you should guard it I think you should start talking about it because I think a you'll get immediate feedback on whether or not it's a good idea from people and you'll know you'll they'll know if, if people are saying oh my god that'd be life-changing or oh yeah that's cool you know you kind of can see the difference but also you end up hey, I know someone who n- knew this person who did this at, you know, this company, and why don't I reach out and see if they're willing to talk to you? And so we literally just started meeting anyone we could possibly get to sit down with us that was remotely connected to the adult beverage industry. And, you know, they weren't all helpful, but one led to another one led to another one. And eventually, you know, you just ask questions the whole time and you start to inform yourself. Um and I think that's really the the best way to to kind of get started and
0: no better time than now. I think now. that's
1: really good advice because I think that a lot of people
0: and even myself at times have been scared to talk too much about something for fear of uh, well lots of different fears but a, a lot of it could be like I I feel like I'm teasing something that's not happened yet yeah. and then I feel like a douchebag yes. or something. I or that. you're just scared of of people not liking your idea when you're really into it. But I think the whole idea of talking about it, it's almost like putting manifesting That's skills you. into practice. 100%. Because you're putting it out there. And then also, I haven't really thought about it like that, where it's like you never know who that person you're talking to could introduce you to or have an idea for something that that is like a, a missing Part yeah. of your plan, and that—that that is great advice. And more people should hear that. I'm gonna write that in my journal later. Maybe like talk about your ideas, talk about them, talk about them. bore people with them. Like, don't stop. Yeah,
1: get feedback. Like, workshop them a little bit. You know, you're not gonna like everything that right everyone says, but I think you'll get some nuggets that'll help you move forward. And you know, yeah, I'm, really into it's that. also manifesting. Do you ever have days where you feel like worthless? <laughs> Because you kind of do a lot. (laughs) I mean, at this age, I don't really have days that I feel worthless because I feel very fulfilled. But I do have bad days, right, where things don't go the way you want them to do to go or you have, you know, um, some sort of awkward tension with someone you're doing business with or, you know, certainly there are bad, bad days. But, you know, I've been doing it long enough that I re- realize that you always, things always turn around. Yes. Um, and you'll always have, you know, more good moments than bad. I've been really open, um, about,
0: all my skin issues like i've talked about how i have psoriasis i have rosacea i have really dry skin but i haven't really talked about how that carries over into my scalp like i am someone who lives with fl- a flaky scalp like i am the dandruff queen and it's the absolute worst but also i don't know why we're so like embarrassed to talk about it because did you know 1 in 5 people suffer from dandruff so like this isn't like an uncommon thing, Um, I wanted to introduce you to the new Way anti dandruff shampoo because I've been using Way hair care for so long. You go into my uh, my shower and there's shampoos, there's conditioners, all of that. I have stuff like for styling with Way. I feel like Way the hair care brand is like the hair care brand for cool girls. Like it always makes me feel like I don't know. I'm like a hip Gen Zer when I use Way. But now they've come out with an, a new anti dandruff shampoo that I've been using, and let me tell you, I wanted to use it for a little bit, and before I talked about it, and I feel like it has made my dandruff so much more manageable, and it just smells good, and I feel like it's not as itchy. I love that um, the fragrance is has like ginger and spearmint, so like your hair just like smells freaking great, and it has salicylic acid to gently soothe itchy, irritated scalp. So that is the acid that is going to soothe your scalp. Highly recommend this if you are somebody who suffers from flaky skin on your scalp, which is like a lot of us. Also, this is founded by Jen Atkin, which is like the celebrity hairstylist. So again, it's just cool girl hair care that actually works. So do more than drugstore with the new anti-dandruff shampoo from Way. Go to the Way.com and use code Stasi for 15% off your entire purchase. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, code Stasi. Do you ever take time off besides a vacation? Like, I, do. I mean time off to like sit in your house and do nothing
1: that's, that's hard because I have a five-year-old and, um, a baby, but you know, that's my dream (laughs) to just lay in my, like, that's what I did not get to do enough of this, this winter break. And it's, I am someone who I lived alone. Like I lived on my own since I was 16. I didn't, you know, have a serious relationship until I was in my mid twenties. So I never lived with, with a boyfriend. I was always alone and very independent. And so I love being alone. And so it's it's important that I figure out how to get that time for yeah. myself because I desperately need it. No,
0: Catherine, I'm the same way. Like it's it's incredible just how much it shifts my mood yeah. to get that alone time. Like I remember the last time I I literally was like, I'm taking most of this day, canceling my shit and you you wrote back you commented on my oh, story it well, was a dream day cuz it was to watch the megan and harry documentary <laughs> yeah. and i laid in bed and i didn't give a shit about Anything else. I'm like, no, this is it. I'm gonna lay down in my bed, not even like on the couch. Like I'm gonna lay in bed and watch this. I think it was raining that day. Oh yeah. It It, it was like spooky outside. All the things like the ambiance was set, like it was it was fantastic. And it just makes me wonder if you ever have days like that. Because maybe
1: that's the secret to success. You don't have days like that. I would love to have a day like that. And I, you know, thankfully have a pretty strong immune system, so I don't get sick that often, but When I do, I really lean in. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's when you can like binge all the good shows. You can get emotionally like really connected. Like when you're sick, what's your favorite type of
1: thing to watch? I watch, you know, if there's a hot show going on, like I'll binge it. Right. Or I'll always go back to old Vanderpump. Really? Oh, my God. Yeah. There was like two years where we would just fall asleep to it.
0: Wait, Catherine, I'm like shook. What do you mean? <laughs> I didn't know that. I'm the
1: biggest Bravo, like, that's why we're No, friends. I
0: knew you, obviously, <laughs> I, kn- I know you, like, watched it, but, like, I didn't know you were, like, a, a big
1: fan of it. I, I just thought, like, the, you watched it. The biggest. I'm the biggest fan. Oh, my gosh. And I love The Housewives. Like, I, I like to re wa- rewatch old, like, I'll go back to Beverly Hills from day one and watch, I like the old cast, you know. So is Beverly Hills your favorite housewives? Uh, Beverly Hills in Orange County. Oh, not New York. No, I, I've definitely watched all of New York, but I guess I have a soft, soft spot for those two because they're so close to home. Yeah. See, I think that's why I don't.
0: Okay. Because so it is, it's is—it's too yeah. close to
1: home. Where it's like New York is just well, this. For, for definitely for
0: you, it's way too close to oh, home. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. 100%. But like New York is just this like far off land, this crazy ass group of women who are like legit crazy. Yes. Though. Like to me, New
1: York housewives, there's nothing better. But I do want to tell you something. Yes. I loathe period pieces. <gasps> oh, fuck. So I don't know if this <laughs> is the end of the road for us, <laughs> but I do not watch... Period television. Have you tried? I have tried. What have you tried? Uh, well, I did try to watch Game of Thrones. That doesn't
0: count. You know what? If okay. you're not into fantasy,
1: yeah. Well, that's that. That's you it have too. to like fantasy too. And to
0: me, Game of Thrones isn't a period piece because it didn't happen, yes. and um,
1: it it likely couldn't have happened, right? You know, so it's not a story that can be told. That it's like, well, maybe I, think they I story- also have a problem with that, though. Like, I like real like so if you like things that actually did happen Uh that are
0: rooted in in history yes then i would try something that's just that's more accurate something that doesn't have the fantasy like the crown element so i don't watch the crown because it doesn't go far back enough for me got it like it's still to me it's like watching something that's like a show that's yeah. like nowadays
1: see the know? only seasons of the crown that i've really enjoyed are the, the princess one. diana because <laughs> i like you know that was my era that i grew up in so I, yeah i just i don't like the costumes the bad wigs what take me fuck? out of the Catherine, you know what i mean it's the distracting costumes, you literally like work in fashion <laughs> what are you talking about i appreciate it but it takes me out of like i need to escape but these exactly escape Not to be thinking about like... It's a time that actually did happen. Like people were... So you you give me one show and I'll give it a chance. But the closest I've ever gotten... Oh, wow. The closest I've ever gotten to like a period show, which is not even because it's like in the future, is The Handmaid's Tale.
0: Okay. I watched one season. It was traumatizing. Wonderful show. But I like couldn't keep going. I was like, I don't want to be sad. I was just like, I don't know if I can handle... Because I don't like watching things that that make yeah. me feel low. <laughs> yeah. Like, I want to be, like, uplifted. Downton Abbey. That's oh, it. Oh, no, mm-hmm. no, no.
1: No, no, no. Wait, I've did tried. you try it? hmm Oh. Did you, but did you really try? But did you really try? I mean, it's either going to catch or it's not, you know? No, that's mm-hmm. not true. Um, a lot of people tried the first Mrs. episode. is Maisel, I actually, like, kind of liked. But I just, I can't... Anything that's costumes for me, I'm not as into it as you are. But if... you, but, But knowing that these uh, people did wear these
0: clothes and this was exactly know, what their did. lives yeah. were like. So yeah. it is like watching Real Housewives. It's Real Housewives of like London, 1898. <laughs> 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 you know, like that, that Downton yeah. Abbey is yes. is like a Real Housewives. Yes. If you think about it like okay. that, it's it's so historically accurate. I mean, even the way that like, they, there were people on set to make sure that everything, every detail was exactly as it was. The way that someone held their fork. If they fucked it up, redo the scene. Like everything had to okay. be well, like I, uh, listen, a mirror of
1: what the reality was. I do was. appreciate it all. I know it's great. I just want you to try content, again. Right? <laughs> it's just like I watch maybe an, you know, an hour a day when I get in bed. Yeah. And so I'm just... You know, you know, you gravitate towards what you gravitate no, towards. No, Catherine,
0: I, I totally get it. As a parent now, I one hundred percent get that, which is why I don't watch reality TV anymore. Mm. It's like I used to love it, and now I'm like, well, I don't get that much time to watch yes. TV. So, like, if I'm gonna watch something, it's gonna be something I really want to watch, which is a period piece. Got it. But I, if I had all the extra time in the world to like watch shows, maybe yeah. I would add a reality show. Right. In so I get it. You only have an hour. You're going to watch something that brings you joy. Yes. (laughs) And And sometimes that's
1: watching an old episode of Vanderpump that I've seen 60,000 times. But like, I just love how you woke up and chose violence. (laughs) Like, that was so pointed. (laughs) But like, and also like. We can cut, we can cut that part out. We're we're leaving it. it. We're leaving it. I did want you to know. It's juicy. We're leaving it. You don't have to start my episode with, you know. With Drakkar's bitches, I only reserve that for people who know me really well, so that I don't
0: embarrass the fuck out of everyone else. Like that's, it's I'm not totally kidding
1: you. Can no, do but it now if I feel want. like
0: I want to go back once and be like, Drakkar's bitches, the biggest <laughs> period piece, Game of Thrones, GOT fan in the house. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, I just. Don't you feel like when you put on a rerun of Vanderpump Rules that you're just like I'm rotting my brain right
1: now? Like I just feel like ha- I'm resting my brain. <laughs> I feel I just feel very comfortable with it, you know. Yeah, it's
0: mm. comfortable in <laughs> your tr- misery. Yeah, right? I'm trying to. I'm trying to think if I have anything that I can that I rewatch just now for comfort.
1: Like if I were to put on an episode of Sex in the City. Yeah. Scooby Sex in the City. I mean, I for a like, long time, I did the original Beverly Hills and 90210. Right. You know, that was my thing. Um, and then we just, you know, my husband loved Vanderpump as well. So it's like we just ended up having it on a lot.
0: Yeah, I saw that. So he's a chef.
1: Yeah. And he made goat cheese balls. He did make goat cheese
0: balls. Were they really fantastic? They were really good. You should make them. I know. I keep saying, I'm like, I need to, I showed Bo the post that yeah. I saw that you had posted. And I'm like, we need to do this. You need to do this. And I always forget. But like, that needs to go on the to-do
1: list for like within the next seven days. They're super easy. Do you have an air fryer? Yeah. Bo's obsessed with the air fryer. Okay. That's like his so thing. you do them in the air fryer. They're re- It's really easy. Really? It's delicious. Like how? Yeah. Can he send us the recipe? Yeah absolutely i'll send I, it to you yeah because like this could be this
0: could happen today i could do this we could do this tomorrow <laughs> we could we got the i i air fryer yeah. all set
1: up how is that to just like have someone to cook for you all well, the time he's he, it's a bit of a it's, it's a it's a it's a bit misleading because you know he has a food company a brand called high note it's it's like prepackaged meal kits basically love it um so he has kind of this you know he on uh, he has a youtube channel and an instagram where he cooks and it's all part of his business and his brand but he doesn't actually cook at home at night that's a tease yeah he used to did but then you know, it okay because like did you know that when you married him well he was not cooking when i married him okay and he so didn't says you. you know i have a i'm very i have a lot of like food intolerances like haven't had gluten since 2006 you? like yeah haven't had gluten since 2006? That's right. I'm like very intolerant of gluten. Wow. So he kind of had to start making stuff, you know, to accommodate me. And that's how he started cooking. And he just really loved it. And he, cause he used to be a photographer and a commercial director. So he kind of took those skills wow. and then started making content out of the food. And during the pandemic, that's like all he did. And then he started this food brand and so it's he's very busy. He has a startup, you know. That's so, amazing. Maybe one night a week, I get a meal from him. I'm still. I'm also like caught on the fact that
0: you haven't. Had, like, what do you eat? Everything oh. that I, everything that I eat has some gluten in it. That There's like so much you can eat. If I had a gluten intolerance, I'd probably starve. Well, like what bread? You can get gluten free bread. <laughs> I, I gluten-free guess you're bagels, right. Pasta. Gluten-free pasta, so everything is just yeah. So when you go Rice out to is eat, gluten free. When you go out to eat, what do you, do you have to like suffer and order something boring? No, not at all. So like, what would you uh, order? This is
1: Los Angeles, you know, (laughs) they've got everything. They've got, I, uh, you know, I mean, I, I like, I often will get like a salmon and something, right? I love like protein rice and a veggie, but I get gluten-free pasta. Like all of the great Italian restaurants have gluten-free pasta now. So yeah,
0: I guess you're right. Now
1: that I think about it it must not be that hard to have a gluten intolerance. Yeah. It just, to me, it feels so like foreign. But right. Well, good for you that you don't have to think about it. I mean, it's, you know, it's annoying, but it's manageable. Yeah,
0: no, that like must be a hard way to live in the beginning when you're first dealing with that. Yeah. Well, in 2006, there weren't a lot of options. Yeah. Did yeah. you? I bet you just like were rail thin because you were like, fuck, I, yeah, there, well, there's nothing for me to eat out there. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. So I want to ask you about um a phrase that I really don't like. Okay. But I'm wrestling with it. Because I wrote about it in my last book, my thoughts on the phrase having it all. Okay. And um I'm writing more about it as I'm going about my third book and I'm I'm kind of wanting to ask people that I admire, especially who are women, cuz I don't really admire that many men actually now that I think about it. <laughs> now that I think about it, it is always the women. First of all, how do you feel about that when people ask you about having it all? Because when I look at you, you to me are are a, a prime example of someone who who, in the way that the world thinks of the phrase "having it all," you have it all. You have a beautiful family and a husband and this wonderful career and a social life and you're beautiful and you kind of look like you like
1: live stress free. You know. Oh. <laughs> Um, but I think you hit the nail on the head is what people think of having it all. So I think, you know, you have to define what that is for you. It may not be the same as it is for me. You know, for me, I have goals. I think about it more as goals that I want, you know, uh, a family, a uh, you know, a beautiful home with, you know, a beautiful backyard and, a um, a job that I want to wake up every day and do and. For some people, those might not be the priorities, right? Mm -hmm. So I think it's like, you have to define what it is you want to have. What do you want your life to look like? What do you, what kind of life do you want to have? And then from there, you kind of fill in the pieces. And it may not be every, it may not be all of those things. Some people like, I just want one kid, you know, or I don't want any kids. I want my husband and I to just be able to travel and, you know, I want to be selfish and that's great, you know? So- you really just have to define it for yourself. And then I do believe that if you, you know, set goals, you can achieve them. I mean, you know, I think I'm a, I'm a example of that, but um, yeah, it's really just a personal subjective question. You know? You feel
0: like it's, people are, because are, I feel like women have woken up to the fact that like, we don't feel like being asked that because it, it, there's so much pressure that, that comes with it. Yeah. That do you feel like do you feel like it's even a thing? do you think it's becoming a non issue now because it's so like antiquated that I hope so. And and the when I hear people talk about it, a lot of women are are, they're more confident in the way they say like, I just want to travel. I don't want to
1: have kids. Yeah. Or I don't want to have a career. I want my focus to and God bless because I did that job for the last month at home with my kids, and I was like, Oh, there is nothing nothing harder than being a stay at home mother, and It's, it's unbelievable. I called my friends who are afterward, and I said, Wow, like I. Really appreciate you. And I am much better at my own job.
0: (laughs) Yes, 100%. Shout out to all the single mothers. Shout out to the stay at home moms, those who want to be stay at home moms, those who don't want to be stay at home moms, but are still stay at home moms. Like they are, they should be
1: ruling this world. Yeah. They should be writing the laws. Yes. (laughs) And I think for a lot of people, having it all means being able to devote yourself 100% to your kids. So, like, that's, you know, just it's, it is subjective. And I think. Like, I really, truly don't think about being a woman. And I know there's been so much um, in my generation of like, you know, the girl boss and, you know, female um, empowerment and all of that. And I participate in it because I think it's important to, you know, be an example and inspire people and all that. But literally, like, I never thought about being a woman while I was growing my business. I only thought about being good at my job. Yeah. You know? No, I think that's really interesting. I I was more insecure about the fact that I had not gone to college than I was being a woman.
0: Yeah. You know? No, I really get that because I feel and I don't know if that's where are you from? I'm from Orange County originally. That's right. I thought you were from California. So I don't know if it's just being in California where because I felt like that. I don't. I've never felt like me being a woman is something I've ever had to think about or something that's affected a decision that I made or the way somebody looked at me. I don't really think that either, but I wonder if that's just because we live in California and like the rest of the world are having to deal
1: with. Well, it's also like the industries that you're in. Maybe you think about it a little bit more if you're, you know, a banker or, you know, an investment professional in New York or somewhere where there are not as many women. But I think at this point, you know, you, you've you got to just focus on being great and leading by example. And truly, if you make people money somehow, like it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, yeah. they will pay attention. You know what I no, mean? <laughs> totally.
0: Well, do you ever feel pressured to like be getting everything right in each department? Because yeah. yeah, like you can. we can say we'll define having it all for yourself. Everyone has a different definition of it. And I've 100 uh, percent subscribe to that and agree with that. But sometimes I I I lose a little bit of my strength in maintaining that thought because I'll be like, well, no, I feel like I should be doing this or like other people are doing this or have yeah. their shit together more in this area. And I'm like, why am I why am I falling victim to this having it all mentality right now? Like I, I have everything that I want, really. Like yeah. I haven't I have enough. Why do I have to keep feeling like I have to be doing yeah.
1: better or doing more or? Yeah. Do you ever feel like that? I did um, definitely in my 30s. So I think, you know, there's something you you kind of age out of that a little bit. Like I, there was a oh, lot I look of forward to it. There was a <laughs> lot of like, oh, I should have accomplished that by now. Yeah. Or, hey, I was supposed to do that by this age. And I I really do think everything happens when it's supposed to, you know, and I tend to achieve my goals, but I always say to my husband, like, I always get what I want, but it's usually really hard. Like it doesn't just come on the first try. Right. You know, it's, I got to go through something in order to make that happen. And um, and so everybody has a different path. And I've, again, now been watching, you know, the, the careers of people who I maybe looked at and thought, oh, they achieved this before I did. And like, they've already have had five swings in their career since. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, You just start to realize as time goes on that everybody has a different path. Everybody has highs and lows at different times. Yeah. And you really just have to focus on yourself and, you know, kind of what, like, live a happy life. Like, life is too short. We're all just trying to get by, you know. Catherine,
0: you're absolutely correct, and I was talking to little about this this morning because did you see Jennifer Coolidge's um acceptance no speech, I didn't speech last night. Just look it up. It's iconic. It's legendary. It's hysterical. It's emotional. It's 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 perfect. Yeah. Like I I need to know whether she um wrote that ahead of time or whether she was really just off the cuff doing it because it was just. Brilliant work there in her acceptance speech. And I was like, you know, every time I feel like, oh, well, like this is maybe like a lull in like my career or my life or like, you know, I've had better times. I like I look at somebody like Jennifer Coolidge, who now is going through the best moment in her career And I'm just like, I'm so emotional and happy watching her have this success. Totally. And I'm like, that's how it is for everyone. Like, especially in these industries, but for for most industries, just in life, you go through years and periods of time where it's like, okay, well, like this was a little less than what i wanted for myself or it was just different it's not what i expected and then you have moments where you're like oh i feel like i'm i'm hitting it big i am the moment right now yeah. and then you just you know you're knocked off like you know a peg real fast and you're having another lull and you never know like you might yeah. have your greatest moment when you're 60 80 right. it does, you never know so yeah. yeah to enjoy all of the different seasons of your life yeah. for what they are That's something I learned when I was canceled, to be honest, like because when you're canceled, you have like two options. You can either be like bitter and angry or you can digest it, accept it, recognize what you've done wrong, try to be better and then really appreciate all of the great things that you have in your life. And to me, like when people ask me, like, what was it like to be canceled? You must have been like devastated all day long and I'm like honestly no like I wasn't like more more people were worried my friends and family were more worried about me that I felt like I was having to calm them down Mm -hmm. because I chose to be grateful for what I had I was pregnant I had Bo yeah I just had this home like I have my dogs like there was so much that if you just choose to really enjoy yeah. the parts
1: of your life that you do have, then like, who cares? It puts it into perspective, you know. I always think like, as long as as long as I'm healthy, my family's healthy, like, yeah, we can get through anything, you know. Now you know, being on the other side of that, it's like next time you face a hard time, it's like it's a, you're like totally it, the time. It goes, you know, things always pass us by. Yes, you know. I agree. Well, I just
0: love, listen, I love your outlook on everything and I love your attitude towards everything. And you are just so inspiring Thank and you. you should just be so proud of yourself and how
1: you. don't <laughs> listen. I know you were
0: saying that like you want to, she was saying she wants to go private on Instagram. And I'm like, listen, <laughs> I get that because social media is a pain in the ass a lot of the time. And like feeling like you constantly have to be posting and keeping people up to speed with what you're doing and and getting it right, making sure the aesthetic is okay or like fits. It's like, it's a lot. But you got to keep posting for people like me who love following your career and and your life and what you're doing. And it's not like you have to post all the time. Just give us little nuggets. I'm
1: not a natural at it, but um, I will try. Okay. Well, everyone go follow
0: Catherine. Like, it's just your name. So, yeah. right? It's at, at Catherine, Catherine Powers. powers. Oh, yeah. Power. I've yeah. been saying Powers the whole time. Do no people S. get that? Do people do that to you? Yeah, my whole life. Oh, I'm really sorry That's that okay. I'm one of those. At Catherine with a K. Yeah, Power, singular. That's right. Not an S at the end. That's right. um, and thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. And truly, it's I, so I love to talking you. to you. So, thank you. All right.
1: Well. See Bye. You next time. She loves
0: Game of Thrones, Dracarys, bitches. <laughs> Bye, Dracarys. <laughs>